0: This podcast is sponsored by Canoe Club. Canoe Club has been one of my favorite retailers for such a long time, so it's a real honor to have them, you know, sponsoring the pod. If you're unfamiliar with Canoe Club, it's a retailer based out of Boulder, Colorado, that carries brands such as you know, Engineer Garments, VisVim, Capital, Nanamika, Levi's, Orslo, you know, Friends of the Pod, Marnie, Solomon, and Popeye Magazine, and so much more. They have such an incredible assortment, you know, ranging from under the radar emerging brands to beloved heritage brands. I had the founder of Canoe Club Timothy Grendel on the podcast, which I'll have linked in the description if you're interested in learning more about the retailer. I'll also be showcasing some of my favorite pieces on the Fashion Collective Instagram as well as in the weekly newsletter. Over at Canoe Club has been very kind to offer a 15% discount code for all the Fashion Collective podcast listeners. Use code Fashion Collective 15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, it is Fashion Collective 15 to get 15% off your next order. The link to the site will be linked in the description for you guys to head over and check out the assortment. Hello, I'm Alexander Walker of the Fashion Collective Podcast. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're a new listener, then thank you for taking the time to check us out. The Fashion Collective Podcast is a place for creatives to learn, share, collaborate, and support each other. Each week, you'll get in-depth interviews with creators talking about their creative process, inspirations, giving advice, and sharing their opinions on the major topics within the industry. Our mission is to create a space for creatives. If you enjoy the content in this series, please check out our other weekly series, such as the News Roundup and Deep Dive. Also, if you have the time, I would greatly appreciate you taking the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. man good how are you very excited to have you on just to kind of talk about everything that you've been up to with Archive Dreams in terms of the IG page as well as you know the e-com store before we get into everything do you want to share just a little bit about yourself you know what you do
1: well yes um my name is Hector Quintanilla and I am the curator behind the Instagram account Archive Dreams I've been doing that for I think a little bit over two years now
0: crazy moving into segment one you know style ethos you know how would you describe your style you know to the audience it's gonna be through a fit references you love well
1: I feel like I don't know most of my followers who actually like see what I post on Instagram would think that I I dress like in like archive yeah head to archive (laughs) (laughs) and I mean even though I do include a few pieces here and there, I see that as the case. Actually, most of my my closet consists of vintage clothing or, or thrifted items. I, I think I, I take, I don't know, a lot of different influences and it's just a mix of different like, subcultures or, or yeah, influences, whether it be like work, wear, military, or I don't know, I, I really love how people used to dress in the 60s and 70s, especially musicians. I think I try to incorporate some of that. Any musicians
0: um, in particular that you really find like, wow, their style was like really incredible? I think the way
1: George Harrison from Beatles uh, oh, used yeah. to dress, dress really well. I don't think I incorporate a lot of Jimi Hendrix into my style, but the way he dressed, incredible
0: yeah definitely uh
1: and then i don't know i feel like myself my style i i feel like i have an obsession with outerwear as is i live in texas but i find myself just like wearing jackets even though it's it's hot outside just because i i love layering like the idea of layering i I don't know. I feel like that's why i want to live somewhere which is a little bit colder
0: you pos- you want to move someplace like colder? Are you thinking that you would want to move to like New York, or you have an- another city in mind?
1: New York is. I want to live there one day, especially just for the culture. And I mean, that's
0: it's uh, that's
1: where like I, I yeah I feel like for my style, I I strive to make it like or try to make it diverse. Whether mm. it be like every day waking up and picking something different, just whatever. I feel like that day. And
0: yeah, I think this is a great segue into segment two. You know, what have you been obsessed? with? You know, what are some like movies or TV shows, books, articles? Uh, it could even be other like IG pages that you've been into, and it could be outside of fashion.
1: For shows, I I watched this like a while ago, but it's on Netflix. It's called Midnight Gospel, hmm. and it's it's like the style, the format of the show. The show is a podcast but it's so creative where they take like the podcast audio and they make completely like story, cartoon, like story out of it. And it's just like, so like psychedelic and creative. I don't know. I, I loved
0: it. That sounds really interesting. I'm have to check that out.
1: Yeah. Brands that I think have been like killing it lately. I mean, not necessarily all the brands on my name are brands. I'm like, necessarily wearing but brands that like I see and I'm like wow um, I really like this or I'm obsessed with this. I think the work of Emily Bodie yeah is incredible. Amazing. Um, yeah she's been killing it. I think um Namacheco has been killing it lately.
0: Their fall winter um, 21 collection is not getting enough recognition for what they're doing. It's they
1: had some insane knitwear sweaters yeah that like uh, i don't even know I, I don't even know how to describe them like i i posted them and they're like they looked like the number nine like web kind of butters but these were more like they, they, they like the way they like stretched out yeah insane um i think another brand that has been like well is very underrated Kit super i don't know if you've heard about he, he's uh, located in New York and he's been killing it lately. Autolinger, really good. Reese Cooper has been doing lately. I, I really like. White Project's latest show, I think they killed it. Um, they had actually posted their latest show. That they had some really intricate pieces. Bandulu, I think is also killing it. Um, they just released their new commerce they're sick let me think um there's okay there's this one brand on ig i think it's mootsu by perspective flow i think that's the name of the brand
0: oh i don't know much about this one uh
1: uh, they have like a, a youtube channel where they like show how they make the pieces Okay. I I don't know. I, I really like that brand. Jun J, their latest show, I think it was spring summer twenty twenty one. I think for brands like as far as brands that are completely underrated, I'm I'm about to name a few brands that I think are totally not getting enough attention.
0: Please do, please do.
1: Um this designer named Yong King, I don't know if I pronounced that right or wrong. His Instagram is Ji Yong Um he graduated from Central St. Martins and he's been experimenting with like this sun fading he, he will put his like pieces outside in, in the sun for long periods of time and they will they have some insane fades wow. um, I really like his work another one that's way too underrated Jordan Arthur Smith. I think his work is really good. Another one is Liam Yori. I think his, his Instagram is Das Yori, D A S Y O R Y. And I think he, he made some insane pants that I posted the other day. And then this one is really underrated Robin's clothing brand on Instagram. That's R O B Y N N S clothing brand she recently like made some pants for me and she's about to like ship them out um but she makes this insane patchwork like on on pants and extremely underrated I think she only has like 500 followers and she needs more attention definitely Um, but yeah that's that's pretty much like I don't know the the brands that I've been really into as far as like YouTube I think Liz Foster nobody does this YouTube like Liz Foster I mean there's there's like uh, the whole fashion YouTube scene but I I don't think anyone has done it like him we were talking about like Avery earlier and I mean I I really like watching him and and like Fernando and you know Sanj and all those YouTubers but like the actually like in-depth analysis of like runway shows i think nobody has done it better than just i love his more general series
0: yeah I, it kind of makes sense i mean that was kind of like the whole premise of you starting the, the ig page because you want you're really about the informational about educating people and bliss is really great at you know coming up with this you know analysis of a past you know runway show and it's really amazing to like hear like the little insights behind you know, what the designer was thinking. So it definitely makes sense why he's definitely one of your favorite, you know, content creators. Moving into the main topic, you know, archive dreams, everything you've been up to. I want to get into, you know, before the pod, I share, you know, I answer this question for you. You know, what originally got you into fashion? I'm actually kind of curious.
1: Yeah, well, I think, like, I slowly fell into, like, this, this rabbit hole of, like, getting more and more interested in it i think it has like it, it started with with sneakers um and and just like it's, i mean originally like sneaker culture and then i actually started caring like about what i dressing myself in because i for the longest time i i didn't and then it was right along like starting high school that i I started to get more and more interested in it. And, and I just saw myself fall into like the, the rabbit hole of, of fashion itself. And I feel like I'm, I'm still on, on this journey of like finding my style and, and finding what I really like identify with and, and want to. I feel like it, it will keep evolving
0: you know, I kind of got a feel for, you know, what you were into growing up in terms of, you know, a lot of, you know, watching Avery Ginsberg and a lot of these, you know, huge guys that were on the YouTube scene. And, you know, obviously you you really enjoy bliss and learning about that. And we see this like, you know, love and curiosity of, you know, the history of fashion. So is that really the major reasons why you decided to start the, you know, the page in, you know, 2018?
1: Yeah, actually a funny story how I, I started it. I. You know, back then there was this really big IG page, and I, they, they got taken down, I think. But that, I don't know; some of listeners might remember, but it was called Fashion Fuckery, and they would just post like stuff about fashion. At the time, I was in high school. Me and a a really close friend were both like really getting into clothes and and fashion, and we had like this, this idea of, of starting a brand together, we talked about it. I was like, okay, but no one is going to see what we're doing. Let me try to market it through like Instagram, starting an account like fashion fuckery or, or like hidden, hidden at the time was probably like five months old. And I had followed him for like, since even before he had like 1k wow like um,
0: early on early on
1: yeah and <laughs> it's it, it was actually crazy how I saw him grow like from the start and you know at the I had heard the story of how yams that that's I think three of the things that inspired me to start it it was that fashion fuckery account that is no longer existent hidden in New York and, and the story of how Yams actually like made, like put ASAP Rocky on the, on the spotlight was Mm -hmm. that he used to have this Tumblr account where he used to post stuff about music and, and, and old magazines and his, his, his Tumblr account, he started posting Rocky through his Tumblr account his music. And that's what really got his, like, his, like, head start. And I was like, okay, I want to do that. But with, like, this brand, what ended up happening? And when I started the account, it was actually called fucking fashion and style. And I didn't know where I wanted to go with it. It was, and the name was mostly because of the fashion fuckery account.
0: Um, So how long did it take you to kind of get that traction, like, to build up a decent following?
1: Well, it was, it was a lot for the longest time, the post count was higher than the follower count. And me and my friend, we we like kind of moved on from that idea, but I decided to just like keep at it, see where it goes. Just beca- just for the fun of it, of like, I, I wanted to like keep sharing like what I was into. And it, it took like a, a long time before I, I remember when when i hit first hit 700 followers the the post count was still like way higher than the follower count and and now it's like not like the follower count doesn't even compare to the post count even though it's it's thousands of posts i i i don't know if i could scroll all the way down
0: yeah i'm like 95,000 pretty much followers you know 5,000 or so posts like how does it feel yeah. like now that you've, you know, grown it to this level? Like, you know, how does it feel? Does it feel like surreal that like, wow, it's grown to this extent? It, it feels
1: surreal when I when I think of like the, the when I try to think of like 95,000 people, it's about to reach 100,000 pretty soon. And I mean, probably by the time this, this podcast releases, it, it'll be there. Uh, and I mean, the thought of a hundred thousand people is just like doesn't fit in my head and and being able to like reach that many people is crazy to me
0: yeah and I think it's because like you know Archive Dream stands out in terms of your curation of images that you share now via your page you know as you said you really like to educate people and you know who follow you on like garments and you know pieces of history that they may you know be unfamiliar with you know can we get a you know peek behind the behind the scenes? You know, what is that like creative process like when you're trying to find like new things to show off, you know, on the page? Do you have just like terabytes on terabytes of just like images like tucked away?
1: Well, I actually have no idea how I haven't run out of like camera roll storage, but I've been collecting images in my camera roll for like these past two years and it's been like it's too much. Like I, I, my my camera roll itself is completely like, I mean, I wouldn't say ruined, but I don't think I can use it like a normal person would use their camera roll. So many images like just piled upon that I just like found on the internet through through whatever reason. I mean, I, I, I look for new clothes and different clothes any way that you can find them, I think. I save a lot of images from like if if I'm looking into a certain designer like online on Google images I'll I'll just just downloading images you know it, it, and if I can't if I find an image and I don't know where like what it is because that's one thing I've I've has kept really like very standard that everything I post I want to like ID I don't want to like because when when I started this account, I I noticed a bunch of accounts that would you know post really cool images or like whether it be really cool clothes or just the images themselves, but with no like source or 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 tag of like what this is, and that would drive me crazy. So I was like, if I'm going to do this, I want to be able to like put the information out there, like let people know, like, this is what this is. If you want to find more about it, you can Google it and like find more information about it, not be just like mind boggled of like, oh, this is cool, but like, I'll never know what it is.
0: Right. And I think that's super important, you know, feeds back into just wanting to, you know, help people, expose people to new brands and new things that they aren't already familiar with which I think is really exciting and that's what makes it such a great follow on Instagram and I think you also hinted at something I want to talk about which is you know how do you feel about all of the it you know it seems somewhat endless amounts of kind of like you know mood boards and stuff like that like you know what do you think about just the popularity of you know the concept of mood boards right now?
1: I mean quite frankly I'm a big fan of it. I, I have follow a lot of them on Instagram through like my personal account because I, I actually do like seeing all the mood boards, but um, I think, yes, it's, it's become oversaturated. Like on Instagram, the the amount of mood boards that there is, is just like so many, but I think if anything, Instagram is the platform to do that. I think Tumblr was, was great for mood boards. Um, right
0: but Tumblr kind of, like, died out, and, but it does seem like more and more people I've been talking to are been, like, yeah, I'm going back to, going back to Tumblr. I'm, like, really? Okay, that's interesting, but, yeah, yeah I mean, Instagram's kind of, like, what Tumblr was, like, in terms of just being able to be kind of, like, a mood board, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love it. That's, that's the only thing, the only thing, like, I don't like about, mood boards is you know how there's just sometimes mood boards with no where i can't like find out more you know if if it's mood Mm -hmm. boards with like they'll post like a ton of stuff with like no captions i i sometimes really like those mood boards because it's like uh, it lives you with the sense of like wondering what is this and it makes it like this mysterious kind of has a mysterious kind of effect to it um but I mean I'm al- I'm obviously like a a fan of mood boards myself I, I really like scrolling through different yeah. mood boards,
0: and I think that kind of goes into as I said kind of like curiosity of wanting to just learn more and you know expose people to things and I think that's kind of what's so great about mood boards and that's why I think when they're at their best it's kind of being able to allow people to kind of oh wow like I never heard of this and now I can like look into it even further oh I never knew about this brand or I, th- I never knew about this collaboration and then you want to learn more about the history of that and you want to learn more about you know how that came to be and you know maybe stuff that followed or came before it so it's like it's kind of a great entryway into learning a bit about the history of of the industry.
1: Yeah and and that's what kind of like I guess the, the passion that I feel now for it is you know the ability to give that platform to like certain designers that like actually like deserve more recognition and so the ability to give that to them I think it really I really love
0: that yeah and i'm just kind of curious you know do you talk to other people who you know run mood boards like do you talk to them
1: uh yeah i well i actually used to be in this huge group chat of like 20 different mood boards and it, when I it was back when I kind of like started the account but yeah every now and then I'll, I'll through DMs I talk to like so many people and I and I love like talking to and interacting with like the people that you know follow because it's like I mean they might be like across the world and I'll never meet them but like the fact that the power of social media that you're you're able to interact with them just because you share a common interest. I think it's wonderful.
0: Yeah, it's definitely something special. You've also, you know, started Archive, you know, Dream Store. Yes. How has that been? You know, you, you know, serve customers all over the world. And, you know, how has it been, you know, launching the store aspect of the of the site?
1: Yeah, well, it was kind of like my in quarantine project. I I had kind of like Two quarantine projects. One was like making this big painting, and then the other one was like building the this website. I mean, obviously, like Grail, the nine percent fees. Nobody wants those nine percent fees. So I I wanted to like separate myself to that, and I knew I had enough of a following to like be able to like, because I always sold the grit through Grail. So yeah, it's been definitely been a journey
0: you know, kind of just, you know, interested, you know, how are you finding your pieces? Like, are you just, you know, hitting up your, you know, local vintage shops, you're talking to other sellers or maybe on Instagram, or are you hitting up Grail to kind of find pieces that you find interesting? Like, how's that process of like acquiring stuff?
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's when it comes to like the more archived pieces, it it definitely comes from looking online, whether it be through like ebay or rail or or different sellers on instagram i i really enjoy like thrifting as well so it most of the vintage pieces i find them actually like here through going
0: to different secondhand shops and goodwill yeah so it's like you're just always searching always looking for stuff looking to the future of archive dreams what's your vision for it like you know what do you see this growing into or is it still kind of um, like you're still working that out
1: well i have like a few future projects that i have like in in the works or in mind right now i i definitely want to keep growing it and and see how i can take it to the the next level because i, I definitely see archive dreams being being something like. And I feel like it's already a brand now. Like it's it's there's a certain ethos to it. So being able to take that and run with it and take it to to next level, I think is is what I want to do for now. What I've been kind of like working on or want to do with with it is I want a well. I recently designed a chair and I. That's cool. Really? Yeah. I really, I'm still working on getting it produced. I'm I'm actually talking to some woodworking people that like on a, waiting for a quote, see if they can produce it. And I also, I'm working on a, a sweater. I, that, but I want to make it, you know, as eco-friendly as possible. I want to make it out of recycled cash.
0: Um, Oh, I like that. Yeah.
1: If, if all that goes well with the sweater, what the idea I have right now is I want to give that platform to the many different designers or aspiring designers that follow the account. I, I want to get like a design competition where yeah, I can get like different designs and like let the people choose who is the winner, but to actually like give that platform to, back to the people, you know? Right. Um, and, you know, I, but I want to do it all. Like, that's why I say I, I don't want to do merch, you know, like I don't want to release a t-shirt. I feel like that when I see just like a bland t-shirt, like, oh, uh, it just, it it doesn't interest me. So why would I do that? You know,
0: yeah. You want to do I, something else? Do something that's also yeah. very eco-friendly.
1: Yeah, and so if, if I'm able to release this recycled cashmere sweater, I feel like the next step would be doing like a a, a kind of um, design competition where I can like, okay, now you guys design one, and right. I don't know. I'm still it's still in the idea phase, but I definitely see that as like somewhere in the near future.
0: Definitely. I think that's really interesting and I can't wait to see more of this come to light. Do you have like estimation about like time-wise, like when we could see any of the stuff? Is it just um, like 2021, 2022?
1: Yeah. I'm talking to manufacturer about making a sample. Nice. So probably this year. I don't know how how many months it would take to make the chair because it is like a, a pretty intricate design. Several like I've talked to several different people be like okay can you make this and most of them had said no my my original idea was to 3d print the chair because huh. of um how complicated the design was but the, i after talking to like 3d printing company they estimated it costing four to ten thousand dollars
0: that's insane
1: yeah so i was like yeah there's no way i could actually like sell the chair for that much (laughs) so now i'm trying to see if i can get it made out of wood yeah but we'll see how that
0: goes yeah i'm very excited about the future of archive dreams you know as we wrap up you know where can the people follow you at to stay updated on everything that's happening
1: uh well yeah if you want to follow archive dreams it's Archive at archive.dreams. If you want to yeah. follow the store, archive.dreams store. And if you want to follow my personal account on Instagram, I sometimes post fit pics.
0: It's at texter.quint, Q-U-I-N-T. And everything will be linked in the podcast description for everybody to check out. I would, if you're not following Archive Dreams, I mean, I don't know what you're doing. You should be already following it. But uh, if you're not, I would definitely follow a really great page, you know, sharing a, really, a lot of really cool you know, pieces and brands. Thank you again, Hector, for coming on. This is really great. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this week's guest interview. If you enjoy the content in the podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on social media to stay updated on all new podcast episodes. You can follow us on Instagram at the Fashion Collector Podcast. You can follow my personal account at Alex Walker PH. You can follow us on Twitter at TFC underscore pod. And with that being said, I'll catch you all next week.